Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. This is Jamie Rosenberg, Assistant Editor for the American Journal of Managed Care. This month's issue of AJMC features research examining the effectiveness of a high-intensity, community-based care management program for high-risk patients. The program was implemented by Rutgers University Center for State Health Policy, referred to later in the podcast as CSHP, as an adaption of a promising model developed by the Camden Coalition of Healthcare Providers. The study estimated the impact of the program on six utilization spending outcomes for a subgroup of beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare fee-for-service and a matched comparison group and found that the program reduced hospital readmissions and also likely reduced admissions and Medicare Parts A and B spending. We sat down with Mathematica Public Research's Dr. Pervy Sivak and Kara Stepanzik, two of the study's researchers, to discuss the findings more in depth as well as their implications. So to start, thank you guys for both joining in today. Parvita, begin. Can you explain the components of the Camden model and the rationale behind those components for the care of superutilizers? Sure. The Camden model was designed to address the needs of superutilizers, patients with complex health needs and socioeconomic challenges. There are also patients who have very, very high levels of hospital use. Under the model, a multidisciplinary care team provides high-intensity care management and care coordination services to superutilizers by linking them to medical and social services and coaching them to better manage their health conditions. Kara? So the Camden model differs from many other care management models because it focuses on both medical and social determinants of health. That means they are helping patients to make and attend appointments, manage their prescriptions, as well as helping them with housing, disability benefits, food and income assistance, and really any challenge that the individual is struggling with. Another important component of this kind of model is that the care teams meet and they provide services to participants in the community, and that could be at a patient's home, a shelter, or other community spaces. And Pervy, so why did CMMI invest in the Innovation Award for CSHP to test this model? Through the Innovation Award, CMS was trying to expand the sources of innovation. Many of the models at CMS tests are designed by CMS, for example, CPC+. But this, like the other Healthcare Innovation Awards, was proposed by the awardee, and CMS found the innovation compelling, and they thought that it had a reasonable chance of improving quality while reducing spending. There are a couple of reasons why CMS found this model compelling. First, high utilizers are an important but challenging population. Because relatively small numbers of high utilizers account for disproportionately high levels of spending, for example, some estimates say that 5% of Medicare and Medicaid beneficiaries account for over 50% of the costs. Targeting these patients represents a significant opportunity to reduce overall costs to the government. CMMI really liked the workforce model, which relied on community health workers providing the interventions where the patients are, whether that be in the patient's home or on the street. They also recognize the importance and the challenge of addressing the social and behavioral determinants of health. And Kara, how did the CSHP adapt the Camden model for use in each of the four implementation sites? 
So like the Camden model, uh, the CSHP sites employed community-based multidisciplinary care teams uh, to help program participants stabilize their medical and social conditions. CSHP encouraged each of the sites to use the Camden model as a guide to develop the care team structure and workflows um, and made sure that they developed workflows that would work best with the organizations and cultures around them. One of the key adaptations made from the Camden model uh, was to broaden the target population. So initially, all four of the sites used the same utilization-based criteria as Camden did, and that was two-plus inpatient admissions in six months. And um, a couple sites later changed the thresholds to expand the pool of potential participants. So one of the sites allowed individuals with three or more admissions in 12 months, and another even added ED visits into the mix so that uh, they allowed individuals with three or more hospital events uh, in the prior six months. Uh, a second adaptation was to increase the length of program participation. So the Camden model initially kept participants enrolled for about 90 days before graduating them. And a couple of the CSHP sites extended the duration of the program to six months or more for many of the participants because of their uh, complex medical and social needs. Uh, the final key adaptation was uh, to provide additional services, which includes direct medical care. So one site focused on the screening and providing of short-term treatments for behavioral health conditions. And this is an interesting adaptation because it provides much-needed counseling and psychiatric services to patients who would otherwise lack access to those services. It's also one step beyond uh, the Camden Coalition's scope because their care managers mostly were coordinating with external providers. And Pervy, what were the findings from the intervention? We found that the intervention led to a statistically significant reduction in service use and spending in aggregate. Because of the small sample size of the study, we don't want to emphasize a precise impact on any one outcome in isolation. Nevertheless, the largest finding on a single outcome was that participants had about a third fewer unplanned readmissions than similar beneficiaries. The estimated impacts on other individual components of service use and spending, while sometimes large, were not statistically significant. Kara, do you have something to add? So in terms of the implementation findings, we did find that the intervention could be adapted in a variety of contexts, and the contexts range from a small independent physician's association to a larger healthcare system. Um, the sites made minor adjustments that vastly improved their staff's effectiveness and the participants' experience in the program. Um, that said, it's still pretty difficult for these programs to secure information sharing agreements and financial support from local stakeholders, and those are two essential ingredients for an effective care management program. Um, on the other hand, the Camden Coalition had a decade or so to build such relationships in the community, which is an, an advantage over the CSHP sites, which had less than three years to do the same thing. And Pervy, were, were there any effects that surprised you? Not really, because we went into the evaluation not knowing what we would find. We know that improving outcomes for high utilizers is a challenge. We also know that reducing healthcare spending is a challenge. However, the Camden model has shown promise in the past, so we knew that there was a potential for significant impacts. And Kara, even though most individual estimates weren't statistically significant except for readmissions, what do these trends indicate to you about the potential of the care management program? So we think the implementation and evaluation of CSHP's program really contributes to the growing body of evidence on the use of care management programs to improve patient outcomes. 
Uh, we also think that the CSHP program shares several distinctive features with uh, a few of the other models that have succeeded in reducing hospital admissions and readmissions, and that includes targeting a very high-risk group of patients and providing frequent in-person contact. So those, although these results are promising, the Camden model will need further testing at larger scales before uh, it is possible to make stronger conclusions about its impacts. And Pervy, which limitations of the study should be addressed in further research? I think there are three main limitations of our evaluation, some of which could be addressed with future research. First, similar to other evaluations of comprehensive care management programs, our study's main limitation was low sample size, which reduced the likelihood of finding a statistically significant impact on outcomes and also prevented us from further investigating whether the impacts differed for certain subpopulations, such as dual Medicare Medicaid beneficiaries. Related, we also were limited to estimating impacts on Medicare fee-for-service beneficiaries. A second limitation is that there could have been some selection criteria for program enrollment that we could not fully replicate in claims data when selecting our comparison group. While the comparison group we constructed was strikingly similar to program participants, with seven chronic conditions, service use over 10 times the national Medicare average, and spending in the upper, upper tail of the distribution, if staff enrolled participants based on their perceptions of need or willingness to cooperate with the program, this could have biased our estimates. Third, a limitation of our evaluation is that we were really only able to look at benefits in the short term. It's possible that costs of the program um, and benefits of the program will, will evolve over time, and any future study should account for long-term costs and benefits of the program. And are there any plans for such research in the works? There are no current plans for additional research evaluating the CSHP adoption of the Camden model. However, Camden recently got an Accountable Health Communities Award from CMS, and Mathematica is helping CMS implement those models. We should be able to learn more about Camden's recent experience through that effort. In addition, JPAL at MIT is evaluating the Camden model in a randomized trial, and this should address two of the limitations of our study. First, the concern that the comparison group might differ from the program participants in some unobservable but important ways that could bias estimates. And second, they'll be able to estimate impacts on participants with different kinds of insurance or who are uninsured. JPAL is also using different data and will study different outcomes, so their study should also shed light on the model. Perfect. Thank you both for coming in today. Thanks so much for this opportunity to talk about the evaluation. Yeah, thank you. To read this study, visit ajmc.com or see the show notes. And you can get in touch with us by emailing info at ajmc.com or following us on Twitter at ajmc underscore journal. And finally, if you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us on iTunes.